0: Hey everybody, this is a very old worship song. If you're as old as I am, then you probably remember this from like, what, 20 years ago or something? Randall picked this. Yeah, he did. Also known as Bearface. Also known as my husband, who's super cute. Yeah, he is. Anyway, light the fire again. And do me a favor, share this out, okay? If you don't mind, share it out on whatever platform you want that you're on, okay? Because mm-hmm. God is good, people. Yeah, He is. He strengthens those who are weary, weary. Yeah, He does. I'm calling out. Like the fire again. I miss my mission. I don't remember the Like the fire again. Don't we want that? Don't we want God to like light our fire, like give us more passion for the name of Jesus? Don't we? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, my heart is my
0: beat. I'm calling out. Light the fire again. I need to do Something. I'm calling out. Light the fire. Go. I am here to buy gold Refined in the fire Yeah, we are Make it a cool Ration in <laughs> wine I come Put me in wine So I won't be ashamed Or like the fire again And then of course we to see my husband come up here Mr. Sure. Yep. Go ahead. There he is. So why'd you pick this song today? I haven't heard this in years.
1: Well, I thought about doing, uh, <laughs> fill me up, but there wasn't an energetic version of it. Like the
0: fire again. I I am, yeah I
1: am.
0: <laughs> I need to get my guitar out and play this if I remember it.
1: Shaking the table.
0: I know. Okay, air drums, air guitar, right? Yeah I do, it's obvious.
1: this Ryan Dirt
0: Yeah here to buy gold refined in the five egg it and poor ranchin and blind I come clothing white so I won't be ashamed nor by the line I feel like I'm twenty five again people yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. That was about what, how old I was when this out, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> so like the seven minute version. So. <laughs> oh, it is? Uh,
0: yeah. We were at the vineyard when this was playing, right?
1: Yeah. I remember when Brian Dirksen came to visit and introduced it. Gonna totally fade it out.
0: Nice. All right. Well, hey, hello, people. You know, it was funny. I was, uh, I was thinking, this morning, um, about how people I know who live stream, what people call people, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, um, some people refer to your audience. As friends, some people refer to their audience as beloved. Uh, Some people call their audience people. (laughs) That would be me, people. I, I I was thinking about that. Why do I call you that? Why do I call you people instead of friends or beloved or something, you know, more affectionate? You know, and then that got me thinking about, well, you know Jesus <sighs> he calls us friends, yeah, he does, calls us friends, calls us his sons, his daughters, calls us royalty, yeah and uh and so I was thinking, you know is it is it appropriate for me to call you people? Yeah, it is, you know why? Because you are people, people. <laughs> And and I actually mean this in a very affectionate way. Uh, um, I, um, I I struggle with phoniness. I do. I hate it. It drives me crazy. If, if you if you really want to get on my bad side, lie to me or be fake or be a hypocrite. True story. Th- these are the three ways you can get really get on my bad side. If you lie to me, uh, that's pretty much the end of the relationship because I don't, I can't tolerate that. I just can't. It just, it's one of those things that it's like a no, I, I will give you a few, few strikes and then if there's no repentance, then that's it. You're gone. You're toast. You're, you're out of there. Um, <laughs> but the, the phoniness, the phony aspect of, of relationships bothers me because there are people, and I'm bringing this up for a reason, okay, don't, don't worry, I'm not mad at anybody out there, just saying, so you know, I'm just kind of sharing, but it bothers me, because um, when I look at what, like, when I study the book of Revelation, which is what I'm in, and I've actually, this today, spent a good part of my day putting together some lessons for the study, I got some videos that I'm, that I put up, and and that are getting ready to be emailed this week to some of you um, who are in that study with me. And, you know, when Jesus wrote letters to the seven churches there, he called people out. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He's like, you did this? I'm so, you know, this is what you did right, but this is also what you did wrong. Uh, And the only church that he, he didn't, say anything that they did wrong was actually the church that was being persecuted. It's really hard to be phony when you're being persecuted because you either choose, um, you know, you you choose to be persecuted and to stand for your convictions or you're like, well, I'm out of here because, you know, who would, who would be persecuted for a lie? Right? So, um, so you know the Nicolaitans, um i don't know if i'm saying that right but that's how i'm saying it right now um followers of bala balaam you know these people they were liars right they they pursued religious fame or whatever you want to call it uh they 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 pursued sensuality and um deviance and money and greed Um, and, and they use God in a bad way. And that really bothers me. It bothers me when people misrepresent God. It hugely bugs me. It bugs me. Like you would not believe how much it bugs me. It really, it really, really bothers me. Maybe because I've seen it. I've seen such the, such a huge impact, you know, In my life and and honestly i could tell you guys that you know even if you want to look at this election i could say a whole bunch about that but i'm choosing not to go there because you know i want to edify instead of divide um but what i will say is that you know we we serve a god you know one of my favorite verses in all of the bible is psalm 51 verse 6. i love that i love this verse Psalm fifty one six. In fact I'll read it to you so I don't misquote it even though I have not memorized. I still will say it, you know, I'd rather just quote it perfect. Um because, <clears throat> because I can and because of course all my Bibles are downstairs, I'm gonna look up here, right here on my actual mobile app here. Um, and, and I'll tell you why this 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 means so much to me. Psalm 51, I'm going to scroll up here, verse 6 in the New American Standard Version, says, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in secret you will make wisdom known to me. The context of this is that David uh, had been busted and he had done all these. He he basically committed a, a number of sins that would have kind of led him to death if, if they had, you know, enforced that. Um, and he was repenting. He had come to a place of repentance. And, um, you know, and you see later on in Psalm 51, where he's asking God to cleanse him and to purify him. And, and, um, and he says that, you know, he says, create in me a clean heart, God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And he he goes on to say, don't cast me away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and sustain me, uh, with a, a willing Spirit. And, and, you know, if you're as old as me, you probably have heard these songs, right? Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Anyway, and, you know, cast me not away from thy presence. Okay. Um, anyway, that's hugely significant because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was only given to certain people, certain times, certain places. It wasn't given to everybody at once like we get today. And so... His honest prayer and declaration to the Lord was that he desires truth in the inner parts. Um, And and that's really, that really hit me. Because if you're a person who isn't congruent, then it means essentially you're double-minded. And James says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you can't be somebody who on the outside is saying, you know, um, you, you, I, I guess the best example is you can't be laughing, being all joyful on the outside uh, when, let's say, you're really sad. And, and that, frankly, is a lot of people. A lot of people put on a mask. They put on a mask. They pretend everything's good. Everything's great. Uh, but really they're miserable and they're medicating in some way. And David did that. I mean, David, he, he hid, he, he hid, he was in misery for quite some time until God sent Nathan the prophet to him to say, Hey, I got this little story to tell you about some sheep, you know, and David got indignant about it and he started, you know, well, this is what should happen. And then, you know, the famous, you are the man (laughs) came uh, to him and, and he had to come to a place where he was, he was repentant, right? And, 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 and walk in a manner that was worthy of being a servant of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right? So for me, um, it's important it's important for for you to know that (laughs) i'm having a hard time articulating this it's important for me to tell you that even if i don't know you that when i address you as a person um it's number one a term of endearment number two i really do care about you i'm not somebody who's behind a screen trying to pretend that i'm something i'm not what what you see is what you get whether you like it or not i'm not perfect Uh, but i do try and, um, and, you know, I guess maybe because I was kind of meditating earlier today on um, on the struggle that a lot of people have with the Lord. I hear that a lot. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand the Bible. Hey, you know what, you guys? I don't either. <laughs> but what I can tell you is if you hang in there and, and you take it slower, then eventually you'll get it. And if you can get around people who are loving and caring, and they really care about your well-being, and and they're not just out to get something or to, to shame you in any way, then, you know, you'll be able to grow up in your faith. And um, the best example I can give is, if you've ever seen a a child learn to walk, um, you know, it is so cool. You see that little baby scoot himself up and then he gets up and he's wobbly. Yeah, he is, And but you're like watching and you're like, oh, you can do it. Yeah, you can. And then they take that first step and they, and they, and like, they, they didn't fall down. Then they're like, hey, I can do this. They, they do, and then they fall down, right? But a good parent doesn't go, <gasps> can't believe you fell down, you little runt, you know, you're, (laughs) well, you're like only, you know, 15 months old and you can't walk 10 miles yet. What's wrong with you? You know, I'm sure there's some stupid parents out there, but good parents, you know, they're like, yay, let's do it. And let's get you in that little stroller thingy. And then we'll put you in there and we'll, we'll let you kind of half walk. You know, we all need training wheels at some point. Right. And it's no different with your walk with God. I mean, God gets it. He understands that we need support, that we need love, that we need compassion, that we need patience. And I, I guess I was just really, um, really struck by, uh, by, by something, you know, about how, you know, God's a good shepherd, you know, you know, a bad shepherd won't ever cut his sheep you know, his sheep's hair and he could die, you know, and look, I have big hair. I get it, man. If this hair, it needs to be cut. But if you could imagine my hair never being cut, that would suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Uh, But a good shepherd takes care of his sheep. He loves his sheep and Jesus referred to himself as the good shepherd, as the chief shepherd. And, um, you know, and, and he, he cares, you know, he cares. And I think, I guess there's just this part of me, I'm just so sick and tired of people pretending that they're of God when they're not. They they pretend that they love you when they don't. And they, they pretend that they care when they don't. Um, and it's like, when you finally get a taste of the real thing, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, tasting Imitation chocolate or, or, like, white chocolate. Like, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I hate white chocolate. I hate it. it hate's probably a too strong of a word, but if it's white, it's not chocolate. I'm just saying. It's ugh. it's like sugar, and it's the wrong color, and it's way too sweet, and it tastes awful. It's just, ugh. But if you get just some dark chocolate, like dark milk chocolate, you know, and then you can that's, have that. That's like, that's better. And if you want the that's real. That's an oxymoron. Okay, Dark well, milk chocolate. D- well, dark, like dark chocolate that's dark. Dark, And it's really.
1: and At anyway least 85%. The point, the point
0: is, <laughs> when you taste the real thing, you know, it's hard to explain it to somebody else. So anyway, to all of you out there. So this is a big, long way of saying a whole bunch of stuff that I don't, I don't know if any of you even care about it, but I'm just going to say it. So to all of you out there who have hung out with me and Bareface for the years that you have, um, some of you, it's been almost the whole time we broadcasted. <sighs> thank you. Truly, thank you for believing in us and for hanging in there when yours truly was, you know, a little bit more, whatever you want to call, (laughs) than I am now, you know, and to those of you who, who have encouraged me behind the scenes and you've lifted my hands when I, you know, like, like here I'm waiting. I'm like, God, no, I can't do it. But you've come behind me and you've like, you've lifted us up. You've been the pillars of the community. Thank you thank you for providing the income uh that you do to help us out I have to tell you this year we took a huge hit we lost our sponsor uh which you know they paid us 650 bucks a month which to us was a fortune um, yeah to some people that's just a spit in the bucket but to me and bareface that was a lot of money that we lost uh earlier this year and then COVID hit so it made and and I'll just end with this because it because I was thinking about a lot of you today At the beginning of the year (laughs) we lost our sponsor so that was like most of the money that that we made in the show and then COVID hit uh randall and i we survive on sales every month it's it's not you know we don't get a paycheck well randall gets a little paycheck from his his company that he does tech support for but i don't i don't make any money anywhere else um you know legal shield i get money when i sell something um And, you know, donations that come in, we get donations when you guys give. That's about it. You know, and at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, Lord. (laughs) You know that you just, you know, just about 80% of the income I bring in just went out the door. (laughs) And then COVID hit. And all of a sudden, I started seeing a whole bunch of people in Christian ministries pop up online on Facebook all of a sudden they were doing like live streams and stuff like that and it occurred to me you know what all their speaking engagements were just wiped out Uh, a lot of my friends they travel they get they make their money speaking uh, because you know books don't really make you any money but maybe they have a book or a ministry or something they go and speak they do conferences and stuff a lot of that was just wiped out for people completely wiped out it was like okay this source of income is gone out the door yeah it is you're like okay when randall and i moved here from california i was bringing in some good money and then we go ahead we sold our house and literally the day that we we left the guy that i contracted with called me up and said hey i'm running for a congress or i'm running for some seat in in local government I don't need your services anymore. And that was it. Boom. That money was gone. Voice of the Martyrs was gone. I'm like, okay, so let's see. We had, you know, four or 5,000 bucks just gone. I'm like, this is going to be interesting to watch how God provides. And what I want to just testify to is that even though all of that stuff happened, God still provided for us. And I don't know why it was on my heart this morning as I was thinking and praying for some people. But if you're in that situation where, let's say, the way that you normally make money is dry it up, because let's face it, COVID has done a lot of weird stuff. Just know that God knows. One of the names of God in the Old Testament is el It's E-L and then it's R-O-I. It's a Hebrew name, and it means he's the God who sees you and it was actually the name that was revealed i believe it was to hagar right randall right yeah When she, right after she had ishmael ishmael or however you say that anyway i've never left that um it's it's my favorite it's i think it's my favorite name of god because it reminds me that he sees he sees he gets it he knows he's not stupid he's he hasn't forgotten you he hasn't like he doesn't you know, he's not a cosmic bully. He doesn't set us up to pull out the rug underneath our, underneath, you know, he doesn't pull the rug out from underneath us. And for me, you know, last night I shared a big part of my testimony on this show. So if you go to last night's episode and scroll through to, I don't know, about 15 or 20 minutes to, to the end, you can go ahead and listen to some of my, my testimony and that will give you a better idea of my life. But one thing in my life that... I've had to really overcome is is that is having the the rug pulled right out from underneath my feet. I mean, I grew up unfortunately with a parent who was very calculating and very and she set me up constantly. She would promise me something and then and then pull it away. At the, at the last minute, you know, she would say, you could go do this, or you could do that, and I'll give you this. And then, you know, I would do it and nope, just kidding. And it was like, it was like a parent, like, oh, come on, jump, jump, I'll catch you. And then the kid finally gets the opportunity and gets brave enough to jump and then they step back and they, the kid falls and hurts himself. That was my life, right? I mean, I grew up, always wanting to believe and believe and trust and i always did i don't kind of like charlie brown you know i mean he wants to kick that dang football but you know he's always gonna get it pulled away from him (laughs) but he's like no i want to do it i want to kick that dang football yeah i do i'm gonna go and i'm gonna try to do it and then of course lucy's gonna pull it away but you know charlie brown has such faith you know He's, he, he wanted to believe. And me, I always wanted to believe. And what I'm going to tell you is that I believe in Jesus Christ. Because you know what? He never has lied to me. He's never pulled the rug out from underneath me. He has never shamed me. He's never mocked me or made fun of me in any way. And he's, he's always provided for me and given me gifts and stuff I don't even deserve. Right? I mean, let's just admit it. I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm from New York. Hey, you know, uh, I have a, I have an opinion. Um, but you know, the Lord's never been abusive towards me. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you are that person, don't give up, don't give up that hope. That you've put in God don't don't give up because not everybody you know everybody isn't disingenuous there are people out there that are are genuine but even more so the Lord is you know and he loves you and even though people are struggling he loves you so don't don't lose hope don't lose hope you know do not lose hope you know reach out to somebody and and let them know what's going on don't be afraid to be vulnerable with people you know i mean i am I'm, i i'm vulnerable <laughs> with people i get scared all the time i'm i am a big chicken in, internally so much of the time <laughs> But you know what? I've never had somebody say, you know, Stacy, seriously, really? <laughs> no, most people are, are okay with it. Or they might go, huh, okay, maybe I can, you know, I that helps me to get them a little bit better. You know, and let's face it, if we love people, we want to understand them better so that we can minister to them better, so that we can show them the love of Christ better, right? Right. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, I don't know what it's worth to any of you, but I just thought I'd share um, because I care. And um, thank you for listening to me share and uh, for supporting our show. You know, we don't we, we actually haven't been asking for donations lately. But hey, if you want to donate to our show, BibleNewsRadio.com, you can go do that. We're a nonprofit. Um, you can donate whatever you want. It actually helps Randall and I to continue to pay our bills and stuff um, and all that. And don't forget, you can also get on my text message list. If you text Bible News, the term Bible News, to 33222, uh, you can do that. Get on my list. I text out my list almost, I don't know, once a day, sometimes twice, to let everybody know about our Daily Disciples group, which is on Facebook which I really want you to get in because in there, all we are is just a community of people who are reading the Bible together and trying to strengthen one another in our faith. Um, so if you want that type of community, I invite you to come in and be a part of that community. Okay. Um, and then of course I have my email list. You can join that on my website, Biblenewsradio.com Um, uh, we're doing our Revelation Bible study, which I've made primarily a new... It's kind of an in- email one right now. So if you want to get on that list, let me know. I can throw you on that. The videos will be linked until I figure out how to get it on a blog uh, and, um, and all that. Okay? So huh, with Randall, I think Randall just gave me a, a secret message, flashed before my eyes. Anyway, um, you didn't see that. So I didn't either. Okay. You didn't see the screen go blue? No. Okay. Hey, in the meantime, I should say hi to some people. There's yeah. uh, Evangelist Wilson, Daryl. Hello, you're there. And John. Hey, you. How you doing, buddy? I love you. I hope you and your wife are doing good. Mia, superhero paramedic who who gave us our mascot a couple years ago. This is Luke, our superhero paramedic bear. You see him in the background. This is a Light paramedic bear that they give to children, um, who are unfortunately having to be life flighted. Chris, I don't know you, I don't think, but thank you for tuning in to the show. And, uh, Anne, thank you for tuning in and James and Eric, Eric. Oh, I like how you spell your name. That's kind of cool. Um, thank you for tuning in. And I don't know if this, I mean, I'm only, I'm not on Facebook or YouTube, but if you're over there, hi, i'm i my my computer's downstairs so i can't log on to everything but but we appreciate you tuning in so um with that said bare face, do you want to now do whatever it was that you decided you want to do here tonight
1: yes i do for those Luke of couldn't... you who are wondering about the title of the episode like what's it got to do with anything it has something to do with something
0: yeah, it does. Right, with, with, um... We didn't talk ahead of time, so I don't know if it has anything. Did I say or anything that has anything to do with what you're what you're going to talk about?
1: Mm, nothing, not, not that I recall.
0: Good. Well, that means then we All didn't, right. you know, yeah. collaborate on this show, did we?
1: No, we well, didn't. Our, but...
0: our outfits are on synced as well. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So be it. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Well, I've got uh, maybe 30 minutes worth of material to do in 29 minutes, so.
0: I'll see you later, people.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Glad that you could join us. All right, so um, we're going to look at the Word of God. This is a Sunday, after all, and we've unofficially called the Sunday in the Scriptures. And so we're going to look at the Scriptures, and the Bible is the only book that comes with its author. So let us um, let us uh, approach the author to that we might receive his wisdom. Father God, thank you for this time. So we look into your word, and pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits that are sensitive to your spirit, that we might receive the things you have for us. Uh, Bless the reading of your word. Uh, We ask these things in the name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. All right. Uh, Put that there. And let's do a little smooth transition action here titling this, uh, Do Not Quench the Spirit, uh, Living a Spirit-Empowered Life. And to give a little bit of background on this, how I got to this, is uh, this morning I was um, watching an episode on YouTube on a channel called, this channel called Core, C-O-R, Ministry, which is Christ our Redeemer, I believe. And, um... That channel is done by a brother in the Lord that I haven't met yet. I've talked to him briefly on the phone, but he uh, participates in a ministry that I used to be involved in when I was in Southern California, which is Harbor Chaplain Ministries. And uh, you can find out about that online as well, Harbor Chaplain Ministries, uh, based on volunteer chaplains that go uh, down and visit the uh, merchant uh, ships. Other crew members there, and um, in the port of Long Beach, and and bring the gospel basically in in print and in word uh, Bibles, tracts, and various languages. Anyway, so I was watching an episode that uh, Alex had put together uh, on a recent trip down to the probably the most recent because it was the thirty first. Yeah october 31st um no they would have been there this saturday anyway a a recent trip uh with harbor chaplains and he had shared uh this verse at the beginning he said the lord had impressed it upon his heart and he was sharing it with the audience he ended up sharing it with uh, some of the crew members there and that is john chapter 7 verses 37 through 39 and let me um try to position this a little better on the screen. All right. Where we read, uh, And in the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. The one believing into me, as the scriptures said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water but he said this concerning the spirit whom the ones believing into him were about to receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And as, as our brother started to uh, talk about that verse, I thought maybe he was going to uh, go with some other interpretation or application But he didn't, he stuck through the word, which is good, praise God. Uh, Although he didn't, um, it made me think in a different way, uh, where it says the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified, and he explained that in in the Old Testament times, uh, the Holy Spirit was given... And came upon certain people uh, for limited time and for uh, limited occurrences. I uh, think of David, you know, who wrote, uh, Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. I think of Samson, whom the Spirit would come and go and left him as when he betrayed his Nazarite vow, etc. But when after the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension and glorification, then the Holy Spirit uh, was poured out on upon all believers. Uh, something from the top down uh, with Christ glorified in heaven, then uh, the Spirit kind of spilled over onto the earth, as you will, if you will. You know, one way of saying it. Anyway... So that's that's literally what the thing, you know, at the end of verse, what was it, 38, 39, um, uh, verse 39, yeah. Uh, For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified, and that's literally what it means. But it got me to thinking that maybe in a different way, and John 39 not being the, the proof text or the verse that supports it, It just made me think in a different way, which led me to look at some different scriptures, which we'll look at momentarily, uh, that I believe that sometimes that the Holy Spirit is not manifest in our life. We're not living uh, that spirit-empowered life uh, that's characterized uh, by spirit things, kingdom things. Uh, the joy of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and even doing uh, miraculous things in the name of the Lord uh, because Jesus is not being glorified in our lives. That is that, um, that the lack of honor limits the Lord in what he will do. And, um, this is in Mark chapter six, it spans a couple slides, but, um, and he went out from there and came to his fatherland and his disciples followed him. And a Sabbath having come, he began to teach in the synagogue and hearing many people were amazed saying, from where came these things to this one and what is the wisdom given to him? that even such works of power come through his hands. And is this one not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended in him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his fatherland, and among the relatives, and in his own house. And he could... Do no work of power there, except he performed healing on a few infirm ones laying on his hands, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around the villages in a circuit teaching. So the scripture says he could do no work of power there, and that's because he received no honor there in his hometown, Uh, that... You know where where there's a lack of honor of the Lord where Jesus is not honored um, his works of power are limited um, the works of the Spirit are limited unless we get off onto uh, something that says that wants to objectify the Holy Spirit into some sort of you know commodity or force as some cults do um but he is the 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 third person of the godhead of the holy trinity is god the holy spirit and we must not separate the holy spirit from the godhead we not we must not uh, look at the holy spirit as though he's something different um or somehow disconnected Different, yes, but somehow disconnected from the father and son. That the that a relationship with the father and son is disconnected from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That somehow the Holy Spirit is um, sort of this add-on to the Christian life, or this, you know, um, this, you know, optional item kind of thing. Um, and that view is 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 not is a dangerous view uh, let's look at acts chapter eight, eight where that was the view of simon the sorcerer but simon having seen that the holy spirit is giving through the laying uh, on of the hands of the apostles he offered them money saying give me also this authority that to whomever i may lay on hands he may receive the holy spirit but peter said to him May your silver be with you in perdition, or your money perish with you, basically, because you thought to get the gift of God through money. There's neither part nor lot to you in this matter, for your heart is not upright before the face of God. Repent, then, from this wickedness of yours, and petition God if perhaps you will be given the thought of your heart. So this is ex- an extreme example, but it certainly underscores uh, the wrong thinking that the Holy Spirit is some t- somehow a force or a thing rather than a person, that uh, having the Holy Spirit comes as a result of having a relationship with God. If your heart's not right with God, then don't expect to um, experience the power of a spirit-led life. Unless you're right with God, now it's interesting that um in gotta get this right um there was a similar um it wasn't just with pagan pagan sorcerers uh in the early church there was this mistaken um theology somehow the holy spirit was this you know this bonus this deluxe thing that believers could add on and then we have in uh the the epistle to, to the first epistle of paul to the corinthian church uh where in verse 12 he talks about what the spiritual gifts are that if the building of the body And that they ought not to have this attitude that because there are different spiritual gifts, one isn't superior to the other. People aren't, one person isn't superior to the other because they have a, the the Holy Spirit is manifesting himself differently through them, through a different gift. He's saying, hey, we're all members of the same body. Uh, Don't think, you know, because there's different manifestations of the Spirit, there's some sort of hierarchy and you know these aren't pokemon trading cards or anything well i got this gift either well this gift's better than that one no it's through a relationship with god he you know there's one god one spirit who's manifested differently and so there was a sort of this gray misunderstanding which led to this sort of infighting about spiritual gifts and that's why there's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where he says, though I speak with men of tongues and angels, if I have all prophecy and have all knowledge, et etc., et cetera, but have not love, it's, it's worthless. It's, it's nothing. Um, it's I don't think it's really impossible to have those gifts of the spirit without without having love, without having a relationship with God. I don't think that God would work through someone Uh with with a a hateful attitude with someone who wasn't walking in the agape love of jesus um so that's why first corinthians 13 is there about love and he says you know where there's prophecies where all these gifts are going to fade away but love is eternal even you know he says hope faith abide these three but greatest of these is love why because hope even that's going to go away because when we're with the lord for eternity we don't have to hope for it anymore we don't have to exercise faith when his uh you know his kingdom is fully manifested and in the new jerusalem on the new earth but love because god is love love will continue anyway so comes What we call chapter 14 and it's kind of a shame that and you know our bibles that these things are divided into chapters because sometimes we miss the whole flow of the context but when we get to the part of the letter that we call chapter 14 paul didn't write in chapters he says pursue love and eagerly desire spirit desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy and i'll get to that in a moment um you know, you pursue love. First Corinthian church, you know, or Corinthian church, uh, you know, you, you had it wrong. They were pursuing gifts, desiring love. Paul says, No, no, that's it doesn't work out that way. You pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. The spiritual gifts come as a result of pursuing love and pursuing love incarnate, pursuing um Jesus, the Messiah. So he says pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy why this this prophesy why that you may prophesy and i'm not gonna i could read the rest there chapter 14 that paul says it's for the edification of the body but that brings me to talk about prophecy what is prophecy we talk about well the Bible is full of prophecy and there's there's a a Great sense in which prophecy is about telling a future events uh, But there's also a sense of prophecy. I think for the believer in the life of believer, which is Proclaiming the works of God the great works of God uh, declaring uh, How great God is why do you say that well because in Acts chapter 2 on that day of that Pentecost and you know, when the spirit was given uh What happened? Uh, the disciples there began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, and they they were heard in a different way. Uh, Acts chapter two, picking up verse fourteen. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, uh, "Fellow Judeans, and blah well, These aren't drunk. Ellipsis there because they don't want to read the whole chapter. But he says, this is what was spoken about through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my ruach, my spirit, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So were, as they, you know, they spoke in other tongues, as God gave them utterance, were they... Dreaming dreams? No. Were they experiencing visions? No. Well, then, how does that prof- how does the prophecy of Joel apply? Peter says, "Hey, this is fulfillment of what was Joel prophesied." Well, its its fulfillment is that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Well, what did they say? Did they say something about coming future events? Uh, you know, about presidents winning by a landslide or anything like that? Uh, what 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 were they saying as they spoke? Backing up uh, to verse 7 in Acts chapter 2. And they were amazed, astonished, saying, All these who are speaking, aren't they Galileans? How is it that we each hear our own birth language, Parthians and Medes, or Parthians, excuse me, Parthians and Medes, and Elamites, and those living in Mesopotamia, Potamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya towards Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jewish people and proselytes, Cretans, and Arabs, we hear them what declaring in our own tongues the mighty deeds of God that is prophecy, that was the prophecy, that was the fulfillment of the foretelling prophecy from Joel that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It was a fulfillment of that that they were they were declaring the great deeds of God, the great works of God. That that is prophecy. Isn't it interesting? The title of this this uh, message here that uh, don't quench your spirit, coming from First Thessalonians chapter five, verse nineteen. There's a long list of exhortations that Paul gives to the Thessalonian church toward the end of that letter. And one of them is, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic messages, but test all things, hold fast what is good, keep away from every kind of evil or every appearance of evil, some translations say, which um, I think is a good translation as well anyway isn't this interesting where he says do not quench the spirit it's immediately followed with do not despise prophetic messages but test all things hold fast to what is good keep away from every kind of evil or abstain from every appearance of evil so do not quench the spirit one of those one of the ways we could quench the spirit is by despising uh, prophetic messages and and that. Again, prophecy doesn't mean a foretelling of the future, always. Foretelling or, or prophecy is most often in Scripture, actually, not foretelling, but forth-telling. Telling forth. Declaring the wonderful works of God. You know, Declaring them. Speak them out loud. God is great. God is awesome. That's what God has done. This is what God has done in history. This is what God is doing. This is what God is doing in my life. This is what God has done in my life. To to say those things out, uh, don't quench the spirit. Don't despise those me- messages. You've got to praise the Lord. If you can declare something wonderful about him, don't hold that back. And don't don't quench the spirit. Don't despise that in other people. Uh, um, and sometimes I want to give something uh that's foretelling rather than forth telling. he says you know test all things hold fast to that what is good um not every prophetic message that comes from someone's mouth is going to be good um but rather than shutting that down in your own life um you know not thus says the lord and you're gonna whatever um God does give words of knowledge, and that's for an individual. Uh to another individual, maybe even in a small group. And we get into the you know general revelation. I believe that that kind of prophecy ended with with our Lord Jesus, he's the last prophet and one with a capital P of uh, Hebrews chapter one, for God spoke in various times through sundry ways to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days. He spoken to us by his son. Anyway, so, so this speaking forth the great works of God, it's no coincidence, I think, that we see this speaking boldly, the great works of God, being coupled with the move of the Holy Spirit. Uh... Acts chapter four, you remember when, um, Paul and, and John, it started with no, Paul and John, <laughs> Peter and, and John went to the temple and they, and, uh, there was a guy, uh, a lame guy there begging for money. And Peter says, silver and gold have none, but such as I have, I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus, you know, uh, rise up and walk. And he walked and there's a you know, great sort of, um, um, sort of a little unsettling there in Jerusalem. And they got called into the chief priests. Uh, I said, what's going on here? And, uh, they didn't like that they're teaching the name of Jesus. And they told them, don't teach in this name anymore. Anyways, fast forward, they continued to, and they got arrested, but, um, but you you know, they were, they were let go. And let's pick it up in acts chapter 4 verse 23 and being let go they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them and when they heard that they lifted up their voice t- to god with one accord and said and there's a whole lot of stuff and it. it's great it begins out with praise of god god you created heaven and the sea anyway but this is their prayer and bold Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by thy name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they and they they spake the word of God with boldness tripping over the King James English there. Uh, That's what they, they asked for that, that they might speak the word with boldness, speak the word of God with boldness. What happens? They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. You know, uh, John's first epistle tells us that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Guess what? It's his will that we speak his word with boldness. And notice there that hand in hand with that speaking the word of God with boldness is this filling with the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders, a Spirit-empowered life, coupled with this speaking out in boldness. So, going back to this idea that perhaps sometimes our... You know, we're not living the Spirit-empowered life, the Holy Spirit-empowered life, because we're not glorifying the Lord. We're not glorifying Jesus. We're not glorifying Yeshua. Um, Because when he's glorified, when his great works are spoken of, etc., his Holy Spirit, um, you know, works in our lives. And so that asks you know, begs the question, well, how can we glorify Jesus? How can we glorify Yeshua? Well, Jesus himself told us in Matthew chapter 5, so let your light shine before men, so they may see your good works and may glorify your Father in heaven. We can bring glory to the Lord, not when we, you know, put our lamp under a bushel, under a basket, but let our light shine. Um, Be bold about living a life for the Lord. First uh, Corinthians six it says, "You were brought with a price, then glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are of God, and in context, Paul there's talking about sexual sin that he says flee sexual immorality, and he's talking about you know not uh being uh united with a harlot like that that we need to be uh, you know he says don't you know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit' therefore, you know, you were bought with a price, then glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are of God. That's one way we can glorify God is is in in our sexual purity. Uh, Second Thessalonians chapter one, for which we also continually pray concerning you, that our God would deem you worthy of the calling, and would fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and work of faith and power so that the name of our lord jesus christ may be glorified in you and essentially paul is just talking to, to that church the thessalonian church that it is prayer that they they walk the walk not and talk the talk not just have a confession of faith but they live in such a way that god is working through them in power and that brings glory glory to the name of the lord jesus again they're going in hand that the bring glory to the name of lord jesus you know is is coupled with the power of the spirit and that begins with living for jesus being a follower of christ out loud um and so if we do that, sometimes that's going to bring persecution. <laughs> not everyone's going to celebrate uh, the fact that we live our light with a, we let our light so shine before men that we we proclaim the glorious works of God, that we uh, speak the word of for we speak the word of God with boldness. That's not going to go over well with everybody. But you know what Peter says in his epistle, verse. First epistle, chapter 4. If you are reviled in the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because the Spirit of God and of glory rests on you. Truly according to them, he is blasphemed. But according to you, he is glorified. If you're out there living boldly for the Lord uh, in such a way that it ticks other people off and you're reviled for that, guess what? You're bringing glory to the Lord Jesus. And... So, top of the hour, to wind this up, um, basically, I think if we want to live a a spirit-empowered life, a spirit-led life with the Holy Spirit, we have no doubt that our actions and our deeds are empowered by the Holy Spirit, uh, then we need to be about living for Jesus out loud, letting our light shine, proclaiming his name, bringing glory to his name, uh, that's when we're going to see the Holy Spirit working in our lives, when, when, uh, when we look to bring glory to him. So I'm going to pray you out, pray us out, and uh, then we'll call it a night. Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, um, Lord, that you're patient with us, that, um, Lord, that you know that we are but dust, uh, Lord, that sometimes the the weeds, the cares of this world can, can choke the word in us, um, you know, sometimes uh, persecution might cause us to be unfruitful, Lord, and we thank you that even... If we are unfaithful, you remain faithful. Lord God, may it be the cry of our hearts, Lord, that we would live boldly for you, that we would follow uh, Jesus with boldness and intention and purpose, uh, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, uh, that we would live out loud uh, for Messiah, that we would live out loud for Christ. Let our light so shine Lord and then, Lord, we see you work. Lord, as the early church prayed, grant us boldness. Grant your servants boldness that they might speak your word with boldness. And um, Lord, and uh, that's according to your will. You'll hear us. And as that, um, as that inclination comes, as that um, that unction comes to speak with boldness the word of God. Let us not quench the spirit, but, but you know, help us to let it out, Lord, that we might see your spirit work, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those around us. Lord, thank you, praise you, thank you for these who have been listening, uh, who are considering these things. Um, Lord, light the fire again in them, grant them, grant them their petition, grant them the desire. Live boldly for you, and then uh, give them the wherewithal to do it for it's you who works within us both to will and to do according to your good pleasure. thank you, praise you, commit these things to you in the name of Yeshua Jesus, Christ the Messiah. all right, your sweet and lovable host, uh, my lovely bride, Stacy Lynn is always. Um, faithful to remind you to do what? To be bold, people. To stand up and to go with God. Why? Because he loves you. If if you're bold and you stand up and you go with him, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to pull the rug out from you. He's not going to set you up there and then desert you. Um, Not going to be like Samson, Well, if you're like, don't be like Samson who betrayed his vow and then the spirit left him and he was left hung out to dry there, uh, with the Philistines. If you decide to go with God, if you're bold, if you stand up and you go with God, he goes with you and he's not going to, he's not going to desert you and leave you out there. Um, he's going to show up and show himself powerful on your behalf. All right. Good night. God bless people.